Hi, I'm Muriel. And I'm Nick. And welcome to Hella Hella in Your your 30s. 30s. This week, we honor our mothers. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hella in Your 30s. This is a podcast for people of all ages, all about navigating this dystopian world we live in. But mm-hmm. today, we're not going to be focusing on dystopia. Yes. We are going to be focusing on the utopia <laughs> that our mothers have created for us. Hell yeah. And who cares if Mother's Day was yesterday? You know, we are going forward. It's an exciting, uh, it's a very exciting episode we have planned. That's we right. Are going- we planned it just like every other kid where you go, oh no, it's tomorrow. Uh, it'll, it's in the mail. It'll get there yeah. on Tuesday. Okay. It's uh, Mother's Day Sunday. Present comes Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we are, we've got a bunch of really fun stuff. We reached out to some of you guys for some funny Mother's Day memories or your plans for Mother's Day. We reached out to our siblings yeah. to send some love to our uh, moms. Uh, and then Muriel and I are going to have a lunch in honor of Muriel's mother, Liz, and a dinner in honor of my mother, Molly. That's right. There's going to be lots of stories in here. Now listen, okay, I just have to say the caveat though, okay? What, what is it? Some of these stories are a little bit like when we, I do paintings of people. <laughs> <laughs> is that it's all out of love, but it's pretty, some of it's unintentionally pretty funny. Maybe intentionally. <laughs> yeah. I think you were trying, Muriel. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like a lot of it is celebrating our mothers yes. with just memories that make us laugh and or like stuck with us which if you haven't gotten it by now it's pretty much the only way Muriel and I handle anything (laughs) including (laughs) love but we love you so much and um you know that's that I just want to say that okay great okay well I have some other people that I want to say I love you too I'm ready those are some of our new patrons Melissa G and Artemis P yes thank you for signing up for that sweet sweet Patreon action look at Uh, you Lindsay L guess what guys it was her birthday and she sent us some bonus you know what I mean? <laughs> Lindsay L, we love you. That was uh, that was glorious. And then one of our people dear in our heart. I don't know what's the bigger miracle, that people who have no idea who we are somehow find this podcast or that people that know us actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> but one of, someone very dear to our heart, Becky, we love you. She dropped off a little care package with some bomb-ass homemade limoncello and the best cookies we've ever had. It was really wild. She, I mean, I'm telling you, this girl... She had a cute bag. She had a cute <laughs> bottle. She had a cute message. She had tissue paper in with the cookies. I was like, what? What is going on? Yeah, that's right. Because if you're out there in the world, you might get a little care package from Nick and Muriel one day, and it will be taped together cardboard. <laughs> the contents might be good, but it ain't going to be pretty. I'm so excited. But it, like, we literally ate all the cookies in one night, and I think drank the limoncello. Okay, Okay, anyways. on to Mother's Day. Um, uh, I want to give us just a special quick little shout out. I know there's a lot of mothers out there uh, and some of our listeners um, who are having their first Mother's Day in shutdown. Okay. Coronavirus shutdown. 
and Kimberly, for one, I definitely want to shout you guys out. Yeah. And then also a uh, huge shout out to Grace. Yeah. And we got this very, very, just to set the tone on some sweetness, okay? Because Ryan's a genuine real person, unlike you and me, irony, bitten, edgelords. Can I say, I, okay, so Ryan is a really, he's a producer of the show. He's yes. also a very close friend of ours. Yes. And this boy... He, I feel like he doesn't have an ironic bone in his body. He's the most genuine, wonderful man. Yes. Um, for his wedding, uh, he wrote a song and he <laughs> sang it to his wife and she didn't know. And I, I got to sing backup vocals on it. And it was the most like, cause Ryan. It was on a, it was a full on musical theater, theater interlude. Like at some point before the vows it was like it was like i think it might have been his vows <laughs> yeah and like ryan is not like he's a the boy can't sing he can sing <laughs> he's just not like he's not like just this. not notes or <laughs> no he can't he did it he did it but it's just very he's just he has like this really specific wonderful quality yeah. that just makes like a pure song from the heart just like I don't know, freight train right into your endorphin system. Yeah, it's the perfect thing that delights murals to no end. It's my the most delightful thing. And, and so that's my favorite memory of Ryan is being able to sing at, their, at Ryan and Grace's Okay, wedding. so anyways. Anyways, it was very cool. <laughs> we're we're going to start this episode off with a little, uh, little sweet message from Ryan. Hey, Nick and Muriel. I'm just calling. You may hear Tate in the background, my son. So we're going to be celebrating our first Mother's Day this year. I know that I'm excited, and I'm sure Tate is too. It's going to be definitely an experience given our current situation. And, you know, it's just really hard thinking of what I could give my wife, Grace, for having given me the gift that she did and Tate. How can you, how can you, uh, match up to something like that? Um, I just know, I hope that she knows that we both love her. As much as any, you know, as much as is humanly possible. And I'm just, so happy that Grace gets to celebrate her first Mother's Day this year, and I hope that she hears this, and I know that she listens to the podcast, so she definitely will. Happy Mother's Day, Grace, and and to my mom and grandmother, too, and uh, yeah, and to all the moms out there, and I, I, you know, the amount of work that you guys have to do, it's unmatched, and uh, yeah, I love you guys. Bye. Oh, my heart. Oh. oh, okay. Um, just so much love. And now uh, enough of that. It's going to be all debauchery for, for the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, uh, we reached out to some people through IG for funny memories of their mom. We got a really good one from M Sandwich. Are you ready for this one? I'm so excited. Okay. I haven't seen any of these. So okay. I'm really excited. Okay. My mom was a teacher and dressed up as cat in the hat for Dr. Seuss day, oh. makeup and everything. When she came to pick me up from school, I thought she looked scary, so I refused to go with her and peed my pants. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can you imagine having a little kid crying and running away from and peeing their pants? Mom biffed it, man. That's really, 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 really tragic. And also, like, then you have to corral the kid, and you still have to get them in the car. Yeah, right. Like, it's not you... like it's not like. Well, I guess that's over. I guess that kid's gone now. Oh my God. <laughs> I would feel so bad. That's why I don't like babysitting. Because every time it's something, I just am always constantly like, I don't understand the psychology of small children. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just yeah. don't know what what they think is going to be funny or scary or too much or too little. I'm very confused. Well, you know, it turns out lots of people um, 
uh, are that mothers. same way, and then they become mothers, and then they scare their kid into peeing their pants. That's so wonderful. What a good story. Okay. Um, Straight white male says she remembers her mom every time we talk about our downstairs daughter because uh, her mom also just walks around stomping and shouting 24-7. <laughs> A couple of the plans for Mother's Day yes. uh, this year is Corin is Corin says uh, she, her plan is to forget that I'm a mom now like every five minutes. <laughs> Uh, uh, more power to you. Yeah. Um, uh, Vashti Pirtle says, <laughs> she's clowning. She says, we have to, we, capital, okay, the capitals in this are very important. We, all caps, have to celebrate, all caps, both of our moms. So we are going to be so fucking busy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. We, all caps, love our moms. It's just, all caps, a lot of family in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Delhi girl 83 aka Martina uh, she's just gonna relax but she put like five e- E's and like eight A's in there so she's gonna relax yeah baby you know I hope I mean? you do alright um, Aaron E. Holloway says she's not doing shit except for she's gonna binge on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia uh, while hubby is redoing the fr- privacy fence <laughs> I don't know what a privacy fence is, but I'm all on board for it. That's a pretty great day. That's a <laughs> yeah. cool mom. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, Nerdy Nell says she's going to grandma's and being a little sad mom staying away so there's fewer people, yeah. which I think a lot of people are going through. Yeah. Um, and then uh, <laughs> she says uh, she, they're broke AF, so she found wax on clearance and let dad wax her legs. So much <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Classic, classic, classic. Um, then OK Bones, a.k.a. Queen of the World, Emma, who I don't even know listens to this podcast, to be honest. Uh, she's going to uh, she's going to dance probably with my mom because they're pals. And then uh, I really like this answer because it it feeds directly into our lunchtime. OK, uh, what is li- it? Uh, Mama Liz experiment, which is she's going to be gardening and forcing my family to make me spicy ramen. Yeah. Which. Spoiler alert, that's going to be our lunch today because uh, Muriel's mom, Liz, used to eat some really weird version of spicy ramen. I'm going to make you what what my mom used to eat when I was a kid that baffled the shit out of me. (laughs) Did you ever have it? Did you ever try it? It's a whole thing. Okay, well, so we're going to get into that. We're We're going to get into that. that. But spicy ramen on Mother's Day, turns out that's that's kind of like a thing. It's kind of like a tradition. I don't know if Emma listens. She's active on our Instagram, but listen to me, Emma. She has literally the cutest kids. Yeah, they're so wonderful. They're like, they're ridiculous. She has this tiny little redheaded daughter that is just outrageously like <laughs> you would not i can't even and she she does nothing but play with this orange orangutan that like stuff looks exactly they're like, like her. Twins. <laughs> it's hilarious it's it's so awesome all right so the other thing that Muriel and i did was to surprise our moms who we are going to force to listen to this episode to we reached out to our siblings yes we okay did. and we wanted we asked our siblings to call in uh, to our voicemail machine and leave some loving messages I, or funny stories or funny stories well, funny stories yeah and uh muriel what did our siblings do well what we learned yeah. is that uh millennials and zoomers do not know how to leave a message on a telephone <laughs> machine it was real it started out like it kind of started out like an avalanche because nick has more siblings than i do um so i have i have my one of my brothers called in and he texted. So first we get, this is the pattern of everything, yeah. right? 
first we get a message, 15 seconds, 20 seconds. And we're like, that's weird. That's yeah. really short. Yeah. And then we get another full message. And then we get a text saying, please don't play the first message. <laughs> <laughs> and also, to be fair, all of our most of our listeners are also millennials and Zoomers, and they all know how to leave messages. Well, I don't know. <laughs> our siblings. Okay. So then the first one was Johnny, and he was like, oh my God, don't, don't listen to that first message I left. Then I proceeded to get texts from each of my siblings who called in with the exact same dilemma. I know. So, yeah. uh, oh my God, all right. it's so funny. Here we go. Hey, Nick and Mariel, I am calling um, because I hear you guys are doing a uh, shit. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I forgot to say who I am. Hold on, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call back. Hey, guys, uh, this is Johnny, Mariel's little brother. Basically, when I was a little kid, uh, I, okay, fuck this. I have to do it again. I'm sorry. I'm going to call you guys back. I'm no, sorry. Hey, this is Liz. I was having a little bit of trouble figuring out what story to tell, but um, I just remember. So weird. Okay, I gotta try this again. Sorry. Hi, Nick and Muriel. It's Sophie. Please edit the in between parts out. Hey, it's Liz. I'm gonna try this again. Okay, so I just called, but I rambled for too, too long three minutes until it just says goodbye. So we will not do that this time. It was very fun to edit together a fail montage you right there. You did a really good job. The music is outrageously funny. <laughs> well, they, funny. De- they, de- they, they <laughs> delivered the comedic goods. I can't believe it. single s- one of them did it. Like, my brother was so upset. I just, hold on, I want to read what he no, texted me. I, my family, te- my uh, sibling text chain was the same thing. Like, oh my God, don't do that. Please ignore okay, it. Okay, ready? This is what Johnny texted me. Damn, I'm practicing it now. I'm nervous. LOL. If I fuck up a voicemail, I'm calling again. I did it. <laughs> fuck my life. Oh, so even before he, before I'm he called you, in, I was getting texts all day. And then he said, did you guys listen? And then I said, you know, I was like, uh, excellent story, excellent delivery, excellent fa- false start. My God, that's what the people pay to see. And then he said, laugh my ass off. Are you going to use the bad message? Don't. <laughs> All my siblings said the same thing. And then I said, yes, definitely using the bad message. I cried. And then he said, no. And I said, I have to use it. I send you my deepest regrets. And then he said, well, it doesn't make a difference. I never listened to an episode that I'm on anyway. Um, All right. Well, um, one of my siblings did get their act together. And... uh, (laughs) On their second or third try now that I think about it. Yeah, you so, left three messages. Here we go. Uh, Nick and Meryl, this is Joey. And my one really fun memory that I have of mom, she like went to Vancouver or something with her girlfriends and came back and handed me like a lunch, like like a paper bag, like 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 a lunch paper bag. And, and she was kind of excited and she gave it to me. And I opened it up and it was just full of condoms. And she was very insistent that these were like, the best condoms because they felt like you weren't wearing anything and I had no idea what to do with that information. So then I uh, like kind of like, I don't know how the conversation went after that, but I explicit, I very vividly remember it ending with me telling mom that sex wasn't my forte, which is uh, just such a weird thing to, to say to your mom. But I love mom so much and she's so wonderful. And even just last night she sent us, um, like a voice memo with Sophie 
one of our sisters singing a, a really fun song. Um, and it's just so sweet. Mom is just so full of life and love and um, kind of theatrical behaviors. And she's just so great. Mom, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Well, that was lovely. Yes. Very okay. lovely. <laughs> now, uh, to play us into the next segment, we're going to have my mother's lunch. But yes. to play us into our next segment, uh, we have a very special treat for you. We are going to play you Ryan and Grace's wedding song. From our first date at the cat, where this love first began, you got my fire started, baby. From that night at Big Bear, that crisp cold mountain air, I could feel it building Gracie. I never thought it would come in my life It only took me 30 years to arrive Love, love to last a lifetime Love for husband and wife time let the celebrations of the mothers begin for our first course of the day. We are going to be having a very fancy lunch uh, from the grand tradition of Mama Montgomery. So, Muriel, I need you to really like break this thing down to me because you've always told me that your mom used to eat crazy, weird ramens. My mom is a, a really, really good cook, yeah. like in this crazy traditional way. She can make like perfect... It's like she's experimental. She likes to play with stuff. Yeah. And like she she and I like traditionally like always kind of cook big meals together when we yeah. come home. But like experimental stuff where we make like duck confit and like. Yeah. You guys are always excited about trying something new. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's like our whole thing. It's it's like kind of less functional and yeah. more kind of creative project to do together. Right. It's like, right. The cooking is the party. Yeah. Right. right. But left to her own devices, she has a whole other thing going on. So uh, we're going to try a few things today. I called my mother yes. and I said, mother, um, what what did you used to eat? I'm just curious. What did you used to eat on your ramen yeah. when we were growing up? And my mother said, are you going to put this on your blog? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yes. Yeah. And I go, it was... It was yogurt, tahini. Blog. I go, I go, I go. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Like, sorry, what was in it? I go, okay, so I, if I remember correctly from me when I was a kid, I was like, yeah. it's yogurt, tahini, and vinegar. <laughs> and my mom goes, no, Muriel, not vinegar. I don't put vinegar in <laughs> And she goes, but, she's like, no, yogurt, tahini, and some greens, or a scoop of peanut butter. And I said, okay. And then she said, but lately... No vinegar. I'm not that crazy. <laughs> Just no vinegar. I'm not that crazy. But lately, I have been putting a dollop of mayonnaise in there. <laughs> so, okay. So, this is this like ramen. classic top ramen, right? It's just the pack. It's now she's, a, and then she said now that she's like more established yeah. and like a, like a wealthy dowager. She's matured. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like a, like a very, she's a very classy, you know, small business owner. Uh, she buys like fancy ramen. Yeah. She's like, I don't, I don't buy top ramen anymore. But I does she it. still add peanut butter and what was it what yogurt. And yogurt and lately a dollop of mayonnaise <laughs> and then greens she says lots of greens um and she's been eating that for like 40 years <laughs> and you've never tried it well okay i tried it once okay how old were you i was probably 
10. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like, I don't even know if this is a funny story, but it was so tragic. Basically, like, okay, so if you know me, I love to cook, fun, like, I love fancy food and I, like, love to cook fancy food and it's very fun for me. I've worked yeah. in restaurants my whole life. But I have a severe soft spot for trash food yes. that you would get in places such as a roller skating rink. So right. I, like... You know, trashy hot dogs. Like when we went ice skating, the main thing you were mostly excited about was a hot dog. That was the nachos. The nachos, right. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) With the fake cheese. I was like, give me, give me, give me. It was so gross and so good. It's like my favorite thing. I don't care. I have to be real. Uh, So we were going to go roller skating. And, you know, we're on a budget. It's a family of five. It's like, you know, whatever. My mom was like, eat lunch now because you're not getting anything at the roller rink. Yeah. And I was like, dagger through the heart. Right. But I tried to, I did genuinely, I think this is a, this fucked up thing about being a kid is like, you're of many minds. You know, like I, I genuinely, she goes, well, you can have top ramen. And then she, and then she goes, I go, well, I'll just have it the way you have it. She's like, you can put anything in you, you want in it. I don't care, but you have to eat it. So I put in tahini, yogurt, brewer's yeast, vinegar, and it was really gross. (laughs) And then I refused to eat it, and my mom got so (laughs) mad at me. (laughs) I mean, I've, you know, like uh, in L.A. the last few years, fancy ramens have kind of become like super trendy. Yeah. And like tradition, by fancy, I mean also traditional. Traditional, Just like all these different ramen spots popped up everywhere. Yeah. And they can be pretty funky and out there and i generally like them i cannot imagine this tasting good i mean i i I, we're gonna do it yeah i'm super excited to see i don't i can't imagine it either let me just say that but my mom swears by it she's eaten it her whole life and we're gonna give it a shot Uh, and i said vinegar also because there's another thing we're gonna try too okay then then for dessert oh right dessert we're going to have vanilla ice cream Covered in nutritional yeast. <laughs> That's her other favorite thing. So you're going to try both of these things and see if you like Have that. you ever had uh, ice cream with nutritional yeast? Yeah, I definitely That have. sounds like not terrible because it's kind of nutty. It's kind of like nut flakes or something. Yeah, it's also cheesy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's going to be weird. There's a, there's a bridge there somewhere yeah. I think you can find. Yeah. But, you know... It's one of those things that makes your brain go, hmm, you know? Yeah, right. Well, you know, I don't know. I just, like, love our mother so much, and I feel like both this lunch and then the forthcoming dinner is just really, like, an exercise in, like, understanding them a little bit yeah. more, you know? And I think, and like, for, yeah. Like, walking a, a mile in their footsteps or taking, like, one bite with their spoon or whatever. So I'm I'm really excited about well, this, and I think it's going to unlock something that I didn't know about your mom. That's what I think. That's why yeah. I'm excited about this portion is because, like, uh, like, you and I, like, our feelings about your mother's, like, the classic dinner that we remember yeah. is, like, we've had that dinner together. Yeah. You know, and so we've had, like, you know, obviously different experiences but like we've experienced this like sort of nostalgia together and this is something my family we call sometimes like intense things like funky blind things my dad likes to say that (laughs) funky blind things he's like a big funky blind you know whatever (laughs) so this is gonna be like this is like a window into my mom that like you it's very visceral right and like helps you understand like where she's at right so picture this 
1991. <laughs> you're, in, you're in a three-bedroom apartment above a dry cleaners. Muriel is wind- dropping hot glue on a young brother. A uh, young yeah, brother or making them wear a, a diaper made out of a pillowcase to pretend they're a baby. It was a very bad baby. Well, they were babies. Well, one of them wasn't. <laughs> uh, we definitely, you know, she's got the, you're, you're, a, you're a young woman. Yes. Your three-bedroom apartment. You've got three precocious children who do insane things all day (laughs) long you can hear the seattle rain pattering on the roof below is the steam from the dry cleaner that you own um and And you you are gonna (laughs) make yourself something that is comforting (laughs) and easy mother of three you can throw it together none of your kids will ask for it (laughs) five of it so you can have it all to yourself Uh, and we're gonna say and enjoy this moment yes i ask for you say I do our love will be true for a lifetime okay I can hear baby Muriel and baby Johnny and baby Maddie killing each other in the room next door yes I can imagine my uh, powerful painting I have going on in the corner yes I, 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 I am Liz Montgomery you're about to house some uh, fancy <laughs> So it doesn't look appetizing. <laughs> and you're about to do that, and you're gonna go paint your ass off. Yeah, your kids in the, are in the corner playing the game called Angry Baby. Or uh, one time we played Marco Polo, and I made my brother run into a lamp and break his nose. <laughs> All right, did you take a bite yet? Not yet. Okay. All right, here okay. we go. I'm gonna go with decidedly the yogurt is not good in there. The tahini is really weird, but not bad. Okay. Um, what are you? What do you think? Mayonnaise. Completely befuddled. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just less gross than I thought it was. Yeah, it's, it's. I not, think we should put some hot sauce in it. Yeah, I need some hot sauce. Okay. All right. What are your thoughts? It's not gross, <laughs> but also like why? Well, I think it's more nutritional. <laughs> yeah. You know, like well, there's. I mean, we did add some greens to it. We added some really beautiful kale to it, actually. Some kale, um, which is what my mom is a traditional. Uh, an additional accoutrement that mm-hmm. my mother likes to partake in. Yes. Um, you know, I don't think it's that bad. I, I think will, it's more nutritional. Yeah. There's like some protein, some dairy, some greens. There is, you know, I do think what it does is it elevates it, maybe not up, but to the side of it being just cheap ramen. Yeah. You it's know? kind of like if you <laughs> jumped off a diving board. And you kind of did it, but then at the end you smacked into the water. (laughs) There's something about like, it's like, well, you did it. Well, you know, like when you get ramen and there's an egg in it and the yolk (laughs) goes in and makes it kind of creamy. Yeah. Like the mayo's doing something akin Akin to to that. that. I mean, eggs are mayo. Mayo is eggs. Right. So that sort of is happening. And then the yogurt gives it a sourness, which is... (laughs) You know, gotta exist somewhere in the ramen palette. I like listening to you break this down. Um, and then the greens are nice. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to burp, so pardon. Uh, excuse me. And, you know, mothers are mysterious creatures. I know. <laughs> the more I eat this, I've never tried this. Yeah. I just watched her eat it yeah. for a thousand years. 
the more I eat it, the more I realize, you know, like, I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I can understand why it'd be annoying to talk to me when I'm like, well, the world's like this. And she's like, you know what? You have no idea what the world (laughs) is like. Maintaining eye contact, just dolloping mayo into her ramen. I, this is so interesting. I just can't, I would not eat it again. Yeah, no. I do think that, there's something happening that just makes me think like I don't understand. I just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe that's like the greatest um, honor you can bestow upon someone you love is to recognize their, um, you know, m- mysteries. I'm shook by my <laughs> my, <laughs> my sphinx-like mother. You've been bested, Muriel. I'm shook. The I'm queen shook. reigns supreme. Mother, what is going on? <laughs> to laugh at me saying oh i don't put vinegar in it what are you gonna say i was like i can use vinegar (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) (sighs) well i think that i am very glad that i tried this yes i'm gonna finish my bowl you can have mine We're moving on to dessert. Before we do that, though, I did want to say also, I also broke down the, the tahini in it because sometimes she says she puts peanut butter kind of, um, you know, goes into the sauce, you know, which is like, a, you know, like Thai food has um, peanut sauce in it. Ramen is clearly not Thai, but there's some like sort of bridge that's being gapped slightly with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I finished my bowl. And Muriel could not. She goes, I'm triggered. <laughs> I, well, I, I, I just, it was really weird. I just was like, I, I, it's just too much for me. But what's funny about this also is yeah. I feel like we're being so diplomatic. We kind of, my mom, it's like, especially like when I was a little kid, she was in the queen of like, oh yeah, that's a, that's good. Yeah. Right. You know, like, like really good at like being hella diplomatic. Yeah. Well, she's supportive and loving and yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And like also when you have a little kid who does something stupid. And like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think like in my family, like my first word was thank you. Yeah. Because I used to crawl when I was crawling and crawl when my mom was sweeping and eat the piles of garbage <laughs> and my mom would grab me and fish it out of my mouth and go thank you so it was like anything that you anything that i had that i was trying to eat she would take it out of the hand and go thank you thank you so this reminds me a little bit of that right now okay so what, okay. We, what do we have before us nicholas we have a little scoop of vanilla ice cream with what I think is maybe <laughs> 10 times as much nutritional yeast as could be pleasurable. And I said, Miro, that's way too much. And you go, no, that's how you do it. <laughs> this is how I remember it going. I mean, that is so, I mean, this is cut. This is like. It has to have a layer of nutritional yeast. I mean, it's completely want, coated. If it was you, just a, it was just a fat pinch. That is more than a fat pinch. You're Muriel. tripping, dude. The whole scoop is completely coated, it and the whole, there's be. like extra all over the bottom of the you bowl. You should have. It should be coated. It should look like this. That is so much more. Like that's way more sauce than you would put on it. Bullshit. Or, if you or had sauce, up, you would like, put so much sauce on this. No, if you had like crumbled peanuts or anything, this is so much topping. You're tripping, and I'm telling you, you didn't. I'm telling you what it should look like. I know what it should look like. Uh, I'm okay. Here we go. That's exactly what it should taste like. 
That is not good. <laughs> that is not good at all. Doesn't that remind you of the same reason why you don't like the ramen? Is it just like, a, I mean, first of all, the texture of it is like sawdust, right? So you're basically taking something. It's like having like a wheel or whatever, like a like a wafer cookie. It is not like having a cookie, Muriel. <laughs> Don't you dare say that that is like having a cookie. You are you are tripping so hard about this. I think it's because <laughs> you can't like adult your desserts for Nick because he'll just lose his mind. I can eat this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will eat it. <laughs> I mean, I finished that bowl of ramen. You think I'm not going to finish a bowl of ice cream? Believe me. I know who I married. <laughs> I'm watching you just like make these terrible faces and be so grumpy and shovel the whole thing in your mouth anyway. <laughs> All right. So this week for our Patreon ad, we're doing something a little different. Yes, ma'am. Um, we, this, we're going to play you an excerpt. Yeah, uh, you get a preview into an exclusive Patreon episode. That's right, because uh, recently we aired a Patreon episode in which Nick and I got stoned and watched nature documentaries and it, commented on them. It was and very fun. It was very fun. And for some reason, during that time, I told an 18-minute story about <laughs> uh, my mother <laughs> growing up. <laughs> and it was, and when we finished, we were like, well, we have to put this in the Mother's Day episode. Right. So yeah. we're going to give you a little excerpt of that. You get a taste of what kind of what we do over on Patreon. It's a little different. Uh, a little more relaxed, a little more funky blind. <laughs> well, yeah, a little funky blind. <laughs> uh, you can find that at www.patreon.com slash hell in your 30s. Uh, you get a, uh, an exclusive episode every Thursday for as long as this shutdown continues. We give away prizes and all that kind of fun stuff. And that's it. Check us out on Patreon. It's a, the best possible way to support the podcast. And here's a little taste of what you get when you sign up. Oh, God. I mean... All I want to do, like, it'd be so fun to climb trees like that. I bet you you could. Yeah. I, I, oh, easily. For sure. All I have to do is practice. <laughs> Take some of those, like, zip line classes or whatever, or that weird tightrope thing that the, um, like, the bros set up in parks. You know, it's like the slack line or something. You li- I've... I was just saying, like, I don't want to be, you literally couldn't do that. Uh, no, there's no way. I, I know. know. <laughs> I know. It's fun to be, be arrogant as a character about it, but there's no possible way. Uh, I know. What do you think? Do you remember when my mom did that? No. My mom did that when I had a boyfriend in high school who used to do that all the time at the <laughs> beach. Yeah. And my mom went with me. And my mom is very cool. And she also was a gymnast for a while. Yeah. Like as a like a young teenager. Like not a professional gymnast, but she yeah. like like did gymnastics for a long time yeah well she's an athlete she rides her bike everywhere and she's super uh has great balance yeah she's great balance and she's also like kind of competitive even though she says she's not she's hella competitive mom i love you so much (laughs) probably not listening to this but she's competitive and uh we were all trying to walk on this slack line and the slack line is when you take like this kind of flat climbing rope that you use when you're like climbing it's like a harness or whatever and they're really long and you can use rock climbing equipment to like cinch them up on right. trees or poles or whatever, get them really tight. So they're like super tight. And then you can walk across them. Right. And it's like 
tightrope walking or like mountaineers who don't have anything to do right and like <laughs> like our past hacky sack yeah we're past hacky sack now we want to like balance yeah. what's it called reason. golf frisbee golf is out you frisbee know, golf is out right we're just gonna drink some juice and do some slack lighting <laughs> yeah. walk from this tree to this tree in the middle of this park yes yeah. so they have one set up over the sand across this volleyball court and my mother who was such a badass and also at the time, I believe she was my age when this happened. <laughs> <laughs> so tell the story. What happened? She got up in front of my boyfriend and all my boyfriend's like <laughs> cool friends and was like, I'm going to do this. They're like, okay, go ahead. And she got <laughs> And the first time she got kind of far, like yeah, she yeah. got halfway through and they were like, damn, like, wow, look at yeah. that. You're like good at this. And she's like, I used to be a gymnast. <laughs> and then... She tried to do it again, but she tried to go fast. And she, what they call in gymnastics, she crouched the beam. <laughs> so that means it's when you fall. I've done this on the beam before. Uh, you fall and you do it so either leg is on either side of the bar and it smashes your crotch. So my mom did that, but on the slack line. But the slack line is bendy. So she fell and crotched the line and it bent down the hella far to the sand her toes touched the sand and then it Flung catapulted her up. her up in the air and she catapulted straight up and yeah. literally rotated and landed directly on her head how did she how did she uh every rebound? it was just too much for literally every person it was like a really crowded beach and everybody went <laughs> it was like really really insane and my mom is like so tough yeah she fucked herself she landed directly on her head so she was yeah. like covered in sand oh, no. her glasses were all fucked up and she's like <laughs> she, got she goes well <laughs> well i'm not doing that again <laughs> She's such a champ. I know. I would literally, I don't, I just can't even wrap my head around me doing that right now. Yeah. And the fact that I am as old as my mom, when she was hanging out with my friends when I was in high school. Right. That's pretty, pretty wild. wild. What about the time when your dad busted his head off the skateboard ramp? Oh, I was going to tell this story. Hold on. Okay. So this is a real true thing. <laughs> And I, I don't have any home movies. Yeah. But at one point, my dad bought a camcorder. We've lost everything, which is really sad. Like, we're just not good, like, memory keepers in my family. We've mm -hmm. lost so much. Just We're just not good at doing that. I think when you're, like, constantly renting your house, you just, like, <laughs> cull your belongings every yeah. few years. And so yeah. you just end up throwing away things you wish you had kept. Anyway. Right. So... There is one video of mine that I would give my fucking... I would literally give a finger to get it back. Yeah. Maybe not the whole finger. No, I don't think I would do that. <laughs> She'd get I'd a give, tattoo or I'd something. I'd get a tattoo. That's what a small tattoo. <laughs> okay, so okay. what's on this video? Anyway, this is the video. It's very short. Okay. It's very short. <laughs> a finger for a short video. <laughs> uh, my brothers used to be into skateboarding. And my mom is... Like the slack liner, she's like also incredibly handy. Like she builds things for us. When we were kids, she yeah. built us like an alien spaceship to play in. And she built us like a castle. Like she's just like 
out of like scrap wood. Like she's super scrappy and like can do all kinds of cool stuff. So she, um, she built my brothers a skateboarding ramp. Yeah. And you have to use it. It's, it was just to use with a hill. So right. she basically built one that was supposed to be used against like our hill. The so hill like, right in front of your house. Yeah. yeah she so, custom made a skateboard ramp because she's incredible. I know. Yes. Yeah. I know. She's incredible. She's incredible. And so then she, um, she built this ramp and you can get a lot of speed <laughs> going down this hill. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, so like quit rubbing your eyes. Okay, good. So eye. then my brothers were doing it, but they were scared because it's really like fast. Yeah. And so we were all kind of like it was me and like a couple of my good like friends. I was like 15 and my brothers and then all of these neighborhood kids. And we were all just like and all everybody like it was new. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is in the like 90s or something. And like nobody in the neighborhood had a skateboarding ramp. It was like yeah. this like kind of poor neighborhood. And, you know, we were always just breaking things really <laughs> creating a cool thing so like you know all the neighborhood kids were yeah. there my neighbors were out on both sides and my dad hated both groups of neighbors so one side the dad's name was willie and he wanted to be my dad's friend and my dad hated him and he called their whole house the willies yeah. so so the willies were on one side and then on the other side there was this family and they were probably, I don't know, they would like probably, it was a giant like mansion for our neighborhood. It's huge. And they probably had like six families living there. Like there was, and they used to get uh, like those hand like a, a whole like can from the docks delivered to the house, like for their stuff yeah. or whatever. I don't really know. <laughs> Actually, looking back on that, I always thought, oh, that's how much groceries they need. It's just like probably something really shady going on. Yeah, right. But they used to get in these like, in, so like they'd have these like semi trucks come in with these huge yeah. things and like leave them there for a, a few weeks and pack them up or do whatever and then they'd leave. Um, and they had peacocks in the back that used to escape all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a little old man that would come out of the house and like couldn't speak any English. And so he would, knock on her door well because that she he knew he uh he was living next to the animal queen muriel montgomery he never asked me he only asked my brother well but he sensed <laughs> if anything he picked up on the training of your well i'm sure your brothers had the gift too he yeah. just knew he was living next to special people no my brother my brother would just be at home like doing whatever and he would come and knock on the door with a net and be like can you help me but not in, <laughs> not in english He'd yeah be like waving like <laughs> yeah. come on and then they chase this peacock through the woods in the back of our house it was like uh, a lot and those so, are the, the the famous seattle woods where people would go and have sex in them constantly <laughs> in the daytime it was a, like a, this crazy like west in west seattle but it was like a seattle city-wide like hookup spot yeah and so that was a whole nother thing so <laughs> walking you could do it it was safe it was just like you just constantly run into yeah. grinds cruising each other so like then you have to go in those woods and like dodge dudes who are cruising for each other and then like try to find this peacock with a net so yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of so like okay, that so whole <laughs> that whole like a bunch of the people from that house were out yeah, on the block yeah. and then all the willies were out yeah and then all of our neighborhood kids and us and my brothers were too scared to go down this ramp. So they like kept bailing at the last minute. So they'd go down, get a lot of speed and then jump off 
the skateboard and the skateboard would fly into the air because right. my mom made this yeah, thing. Right. But I mean, like, she doesn't know anything about <laughs> yeah. that. Like, right. she just made a hella aggressive. <laughs> yeah, right. So this is not ramp. for children. <laughs> it's just like a straight up professional. <laughs> she just like did something. She was like, she's like, well, I think that's the one. Like measured it, made it, and everybody's like terrified to go on. <laughs> Which that's was just, awesome like, so drastic and then my dad came out and my dad we have a phrase for him that is really good so like we have a phrase for nick's dad that's like um uh corned beef or like the corned beefs at the house right if you repeat something a bunch of times it's like our trigger word for that yeah long story anyway <laughs> my dad's uh like word that he does all the time it's put some mushrooms in there <laughs> because no matter what you're doing he will give you advice when he knows nothing about what you're doing, <laughs> just like constantly, like you'll be in there and you'll be making like, I don't know, <laughs> like just anything. Yeah. Making Macaroni a cake. And cheese, making put some mushrooms cake. in there. You go, Mario, put some mushrooms in there. All you need to do, that would be delicious. Just sprinkle some mushrooms. That would be so delicious, Muriel. And he would go like, okay, now, uh, oh, you know, well, anyway, so that's it. So my, my brother and I also have a, okay, I'll tell that. Well, okay, I'm just telling stories. My brother and I also have another very short home video where we took the camera and I played me and my brother played my dad. And yeah. so my brother put on his trench coat and a hat and then pretended to shuffle cards and smoke a cigarette <laughs> and then he, <laughs> at the counter by the French doors that go outside. Yeah. So he's there and the, the whole sketch is him going, Muriel, put some mushrooms in there. Put some mushrooms in there. And then he falls off his stool and out of the French doors <laughs> onto the ground. And we showed it to my dad and my dad goes, huh? Now I know what you think of me. <laughs> Look at that. The young sketch comedian I know, coming I out of the gate I, swinging. I was probably 13 or something. I mean, that is a great bit. Uh, okay, so okay, what's anyway. the story? Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so the story is my dad was in full put some mushrooms in their mode. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was sitting on the porch. And he goes, you need to lean back. Lean back on the skateboard. And my brother was like, I'm not doing that. He's like, Marty. Just lean back. You put your weight on your back heel. And he goes, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. And my dad was like, you, you're just afraid. You need to lean into it. You're both just afraid. And he's getting like hello work done. Yeah. So he's sitting here and all these people are around. <laughs> so without ever riding a skateboard in his life, he goes to the top of the hill and gets on the skateboard. My dad's like six foot four or something. He's like a tall guy, really lanky, no fat anywhere <laughs> in his body. And he starts going down the hill and he he's bailing, right? So he goes <laughs> and he goes and he's like, I need to get a feel for it. And so by then, like, everybody's coming out of their house. He's like, I need to have a feel for it. And so he keeps going and he's kind of like, he sees it's really fast. Like <laughs> It it's, sets in. It's too the gravity fast. of this situation. Uh, yeah. he, he feels it's pull. He knows, and he's so he like he'll ride a little bit. He'll get some speed, and it'll jump off, and then the skateboard goes, and then he'll go back up the hill and do jump oh, off. Oh, so he gave it a couple of tries. He gave it a, like a few tries. Like yeah. he's like warming up, like sticking uh -huh. his toe in the water, and then he's like, "Now yeah, this is how." You <laughs> <laughs> so he gets on the skateboard, and I have the video camera on yeah. at this point, so I'm just follow, I'm just following the action. <laughs> And he goes on the skateboard. He goes on the hill and he hits the ramp. And he does the thing that my brother.
lean back. You don't lean back. <laughs> and with all of his weight, he just leans back. <laughs> and the fucking skateboard shoots straight in the air. Like up in the air. And at this point, he's probably like five feet off the ground with his leg up. <laughs> and he lands. Directly on the corner of the top of the wooden ramp, right on his asshole. <laughs> it was like it was literally complete bullseye. No, I've never seen anything like that. And then he just goes, he goes, Liz, somebody get your mother. <laughs> He didn't say ow or anything. <laughs> he just started to go get your mother. <laughs> like, <sighs> like he was going to have to go to the hospital, which he did. <laughs> you know, like he was like, get your mother, call 911. <laughs> and, he <laughs> and he was just rolling back and forth on the ground, <laughs> holding his butt, going, oh, get your mother. And there were like probably 50 people out there watching him. <laughs> and, and all the kids were laughing so hard we couldn't walk up the stairs. So the rest of the video. So you couldn't go get your brother because <laughs> no, you were. The rest of the video is him moaning and I was like, like literally like Just lying on the ground. <laughs> laughing as hard as you can on camera. Oh my God. I know, it was horrible. Uh, God bless him for somewhere he thought he could make it. I mean, he was just assuming that he could completely do a skateboard jump. I mean, and it's like, that's something I love about him and yeah. I wish I had more of. It's just the sheer will <laughs> and the confidence in yourself <laughs> that you can figure out something you have literally no frame of reference <laughs> for and you know better than the people around you. <laughs> like, it's like, and he just is like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like, I would never do that. No. No. I mean, and my parents are the same in that way because the slackline thing is yeah, very yeah. similar. Very connected. See, it's just like the nature documentary. <laughs> All things are one. Everything good, is connected. That's a good segue back from my high ass, what was that, 45 minute story. <laughs> All I ask for you is to say adieu. Hi, guys. This is Johnny, uh, Muriel's little brother. Uh, about a time when I was seven years old, um, I had this mountain bike this awesome bike i loved i rode it every day um all the time favorite thing mom was always telling me i was supposed to put it away in the garage lock it up i never did because i was dumb little kid i was tiny i couldn't open the garage door to put it away so i uh i always just left it in the driveway and um lo and behold i wake up one morning and the bike is gone totally gone stolen i was devastated heartbroken a few weeks go by Forget about it, little kid brain, it's all good. Birthday rolls around and mom unveils this beautiful brand new bike, mountain bike, decked out, new paint job, tassels, horns, the works. It was so sick, I loved it. I took it out for a ride. And about like halfway through that initial ride around the block, I realized it was the same bike that had disappeared a few weeks prior. Long story short, mom, 
stole my bike and gave it back to me for my eighth birthday. Love you, Mom. That was still one of the greatest birthday presents I ever got. Uh, and happy Mother's Day. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Johnny, Mom's tricking you. Wow. Way to nail the <laughs> message that time, Johnny. Second time was a charm. I'm sorry, but I really enjoy that story yeah, like, so quite great. a bit. I mean, Johnny and I are eight years apart. Yeah. And we experienced, I feel like, so, in, sometimes like really different points in our family yeah. you know like in the trajectory of it and i Wait, what do you what do you mean by that explain that a little bit just like well yeah we, we always got like really cool toys and stuff but yeah. we also like were living in a different area at a time so like right. i never yeah. had to put away my toys because they wouldn't be stolen because of just the the era of the family right so when you were eight you were not living in a city the way you guys were when johnny was eight right and okay. like and our prize possessions like were like this um thing my mom called the next alien spaceship which was like a plywood spaceship that she got the guts of a um arcade game yeah oh, and like cool. set the whole thing up so if you push certain buttons it would go like beow, 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 beow. oh that's and it awesome had, like um it had like cellophane on it and it weighed like you know so the windows <laughs> so by the time johnny got eight she's like here's a bike I mean, i'm giving seriously. it to you twice <laughs> and it's a nice bike you know course, what i mean course, but it's course. just like so different like yeah. nobody's gonna steal that they're gonna be like what kind of cult are you in like <laughs> I, like my mom's like this incredible yeah. painter yeah and i grew up with her painting like like when i was growing up like there was a giant like i'm saying big like six foot by three foot canvas oil painting of yeah. the god pan yeah and it's pan he's half man he's half goat and his and entire dick is out he has a massive wiener i remember and this like, painting <laughs> <laughs> people would legit tell me like my mom says i can't play it you're out <laughs> so we have like my, there's too many pornographic paintings my my growing up i feel like was a little more like um in some ways, Johnny's feels more traditional to me when I yeah, hear it. Right. Because mine feels a little more like, oh, I lived on a cult. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, I right. didn't. Yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah. there's this like, you know. It's like, well, we did worship the goats. I mean, we just said we're, it was just a pretty like out there. And he had bikes and video games. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You know. You but, had like headdresses and uh, pagan rituals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, that's like actually not that far away. <laughs> so anyway, I like that story a lot because I kind of didn't remember it until yeah. he told it. It was yeah, very yeah. solid. My mom has been a trickster for hell years. This yeah. is okay. Just really quick. Yeah. There's this very quick story. It's infamous in my family. Okay. Um, my parents, when they grounded us, we well, we would only get um, sugar restriction or TV restriction. Okay. So like we could always play. Right. You could always see your friends. But the punishment was you can't eat sugar or you can't watch TV. Right. Got Which it. is. I think actually a really solid punishment. Yeah. They're like, go be a good kid right. in the woods right. and eat an apple. And you're like, God damn it. Fine. <laughs> I want to eat Snickers and yell at uh, Maury Povich. Exactly. I mean, it was like that, you know? Yeah. So like, those are our only two punishments. And one time my brother was on sugar restriction and the same brother, Johnny. No, my middle brother, Marty, who didn't leave a message, but I, that's okay. Mario didn't leave one either. You know, we just got to do what you got to do. Yeah. 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 But, uh, Marty snuck into our pantry and my mom walked into the kitchen and she saw his little feet. He was little. Yeah. And she saw his little feet <laughs> in the pantry. And so she snuck up and he was in the pantry eating raw sugar by the handful. Oh my God. No. <laughs> yeah. 
Not really. He just did that because he couldn't. He wasn't allowed it. Not because it tastes good. It doesn't even taste good. That's insane. So I'm saying that like, <laughs> he was just like, I can't have sugar. Oh. It's so insane. Yeah. That that's why it's like a famous thing in my family because the whole thing's insane. Yeah. Like my mom's not like they're not like these crazy disciplinarians. Yeah, yeah. And like she walked out and he's sitting there and like she sees his little feet and she sneaks up and she opens the door and she goes ha. <laughs> that and she said he turned white as a sheet. Yeah. And then he just goes, I hate you. And he ran up in his room and wouldn't come down for a hell along. <laughs> and I came over from school and mom was, I was like, where's Marty? And she's like, he comes, he's upstairs. He hates me. <laughs> <laughs> my little brother used to hate my mom and he invented this thing called his other mom. Yeah. So anytime he got in trouble, he's just like, I'm going to my other mom's house. My other mom lets me play. Johnny used to say, I'm having such a bad day. I'm going to lie in the middle of the road and let a truck run me over <laughs> and my mom was like damn this kid is dark like my yeah, other right. kids are just not that dark the other thing like Marty, muriel's happy doing uh dances around the fire and praising the chicken gods i had i had flower dresses more you don't even know the half of it but oh okay then the other thing in the same apartment the same brother he used to watch macgyver all the time he's like hella into macgyver my middle brother yeah the other infamous thing, I don't know if these stories are great, but it's just like, remember the image. So okay. boy stealing sugar out of the thing. <laughs> and then the other one was he would watch MacGyver like constantly super into it. And so he thought he would trap my mother. So he, <laughs> this is so insane. He's little, he's like seven. Like yeah. he's like not like very much not in the part where your brain is like fully developed. Yeah. And he had a compass, you know, not a compass that you tell directions. Yeah, but one like that the you math draw. thing with the pencil and it makes perfect you draw circles. a circle, right? So what the two features of a compass is like one is the pencil holder and the other is the a knife, an ice it's pick, an insane ice pick yeah. that you jam into your paper <laughs> to keep it steady. So my brother tied a string to a compass and then went all the way up into his room and wove the string between the banister <laughs> and waited for my mom to walk. Oh by. no, to your mom. He MacGyvered your mom with the ice pick compass. The, he pulled the string and the strings, the compass took straight up and she stepped on it <laughs> oh. and it went straight into her foot. And oh she was like, my ah, God. motherfucker. And we were all like, what do you do with a kid who's that <laughs> smart? <laughs> yeah, right. Who clearly like didn't know. Uh, he didn't know like what the consequence was. Yeah. He thought he was just doing something awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you know, he feels bad. He loves his mom, but yeah. it was just like the most, I mean, it's like, what do you do? I think when I was like, I think I was nine or 10, like in the classic, like farting is the best, funniest thing. Yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did apologize I mean, to you for farting and being like, I'm sorry that I'm 36 and still fart for comedic effect. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know your audience. <laughs> so I did not know my audience when I was nine. And my mom was like, she was like cleaning the window. She was like, like uh, squatted down. And I farted in her face because I thought Nick. it would be actually hilarious. I thought she would high five me. I thought she would think it was completely awesome. So I just went up to her and stuck. I said, hey, mom. And she turned her head and I farted in her face. Oh my and it was one of the only times that my mom legit hit me. <laughs> she legit slapped me in the back and I fell forward and it knocked the wind out of me. And... It was shocking because the only other time I can ever remember my mom hitting me 
was when I was innocent one time and she thought I had locked my brother in the closet and I totally hadn't. They had to call the fire department. And no let him way. Out I don't even know that story. Well, it was just like Joey's dumbass. Lo- okay, so the story is, is that the people that <laughs> lived in our house before us, the house was bought because it had been a crack house that had been like repossessed and then sold at auction. So the family before us was actually this like really scared like Lily White family that just got this really nice deal. They were OGs, original gentrifiers. You get what I'm saying there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they like moved into this neighborhood <laughs> and the house was weirdly secure in ways that like didn't make sense. Like that whole front yard, like all of that space in front of the porch of my parents' yeah. house was all um, in front of the original fence. So they would like, they boxed their yard in like way far off the street. Oh, wow. And they were in, they were really paranoid I guess so that closet was actually like a safe room not in any kind of like movie with the that lady Sandra right. Bullock or something it was right. just a it was just a clo- a big walk-in closet that was actually my bedroom for a while that if you were if you locked the door you like couldn't get out yeah of. is that where the computer room is now no oh, okay a different thing all Anyways. right, right, right. <laughs> okay, okay um we have all these different rooms in my house i, I don't know, know if you guys I have know. heard of a mansion you're so Hello, fancy, millionaires. You're fancy. Um, so anyways joey locked himself in there and he was crying and my mom and i was there and i must have had a guilty look on my face my mom fucking clocked just clocked me Oh, yep. and, and and I gotta be on. And then what was awesome was it wasn't my fault, and I rubbed her face in it so hard, and then she just got me back so good later. I don't remember how, but she, my they, moms always win, you know. <laughs> like moms know what's up. <sighs> but I farted in her face, and I really, thought, I really thought she was gonna like it. I really, I thought it was just gonna be like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like doing a sick, you know, trick and like killing a bad guy and then like partying with pizza later. You know? Yeah, definitely not. No, definitely not. All right, so that's I think- so funny, <laughs> Nick. I swear to God, that is uh, so funny. I can just picture it happening, just smacking <laughs> your little ass down. You're like, yeah. don't you ever do that yeah, again. Yeah, right. Because my mom like really never hit me ever, except no. for those two times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah. speaking of my mom, we are now moving into the Molly Thompson segment of the Mother's Day celebration. That's right. If you have been touched by Molly, you have been touched by Molly Dinners. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Don't talk about who's been touched by my mom. What's I'm wrong with you? Like she feeds an army. She does. My mom is an incredible cook and she's an incredible host. I know. So growing up, my mom like it was in, in a top priority that we had dinner at the dinner table, candles lit, cloth napkins, no television. Like you would sit down and eat and it was dinner time and you would do it and you had to be excused from the table afterwards she taught us how to set the table forks on the left all that kind of stuff and it was a true legit dining experience every night and for years once we moved into that house it would be very common that for more nights out of a week than not like other neighborhood kids would eat with us so there was and we had kids that like lived with us more or less for like yeah. extended periods of time. So there was always people around and we would always sit down and really, really eat. And I knew that it was special. It was like one of those spoiled kid things where it's like annoying. Cause like, you know, 
you're always going to be annoyed with your parents or whatever. But I knew it was special because kids would come over and they would not want to leave and they would come for dinner all the time. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Well, I mean, also like the food was always like so, so good. Yeah. I mean, like when we started dating, you know, I had been over to your house for like parties. But well, when you, we- I remember you coming over and like in high school. Um, I mean, I this for me, those memories go back to like, kindergarten right yeah I know. but you started coming out because i remember you coming over for dinner when we were just friends and hanging out with my parents with my family and like it was just you and my siblings and it was just a night and it was whatever and i mainly remember it because i was super private with my girlfriend situations with my parents and family. <laughs> I just like didn't tell anyone anything. You were hella secretive. I know. I was mysterious, like mysterious. Mainly because it was a good way of hiding my failures. <laughs> you know? No. Yeah. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. So I was like, I was like embarrassed of the ways that I like, you know, like I was just in love. Well, with... that's fine, but you're still mysterious as fuck. I mean, I cannot understand anything you're doing. Having fun. <laughs> well, that's there's a difference. There's a difference between mysterious and you incomprehensible. Have pen- you have like a penchant for the mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they didn't say anything to me about you. Like, um, you know, just they, they, obviously they liked you, but they never like brought you up to me. But when I told my dad when we first were dating and he called my mom and he said, you'll never guess who Nick is dating. And I swear to God, my mom said, oh, I hope it's Muriel. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> so anyways, I remember you coming over. What were we talking about? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, you said either. I came over for dinner before when we were. Oh, just I think friends. we were just talking about your memory. It bugs yeah, you yeah. whenever you say that. We were like, well, we were just friends. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. All right. So, anyways, you remember coming over and hanging out over there? The the memory that I have, the first one. I mean, I have a million memories because I've had dinner with your family over the years for yeah. a thousand times, but. The one I remember is the meal we're making tonight. Yes. Which I'm really excited about because like the flavor of this meal yeah. is like in my brain in this yeah. way that's only like a Castellini thing. So here's the weirdest thing about this. We're going to say what the meal is in a second. But for years now when people talk about home cooking, this is the meal that I think of that viscerally comes to my mind and I get that tingle in my taste buds <laughs> and everything starts flourishing. It's this exact meal and I didn't know that this was the quintessential Castellini meal in your mind until today. It's so that's that was the weirdest thing. Right. It's like there's something about it. I always remember it every time. When I think about it, I can smell it. I can taste it. Like that's like right. the meal that I remember of like fancy sit down. And it's weird when you start because like my family like we were like like to experiment. Like we did a lot of cooking mm-hmm. and we did eat together a fair amount in like a way, but we never really ever did dining room. Dining. Well, when did you start cooking? When I, I started cooking when I was like eight. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was really young when I started cooking. Right. I started cooking, like I could do mac and cheese and hot dogs when yeah. I was really young. And then um, I could go grocery shopping. I was grocery shopping when I was 10, yeah. which is like a cool, like, old school you know like kids there's not any 10 year olds shopping nowadays no but like well we might be headed back to that i know i know i know it's coming back <laughs> i mean like my mom used to give me 20 bucks and be like yeah. go to the store and get some food for dinner and i would be babysitting my brother right my brother was two or like in that neighborhood and i was 
10. Yeah. And like the people at the grocery store knew me and I could go and I knew how to like stay within the budget and like buy the generic kind and like, right. like know like that's the expensive pasta and that's cheap pasta and like that kind of stuff. And okay. Uh, so anyways, but you could, so hold on. Oh, wait, hold back on. I have one what? story. I took my <laughs> brother to the store one time yeah. and, uh, he was really skinny and really picky about eating. <laughs> this is Johnny or Marty? Johnny, uh-huh. my littlest brother. And uh, I was really responsible and like, but I, I tried my best and I used to go grocery shopping and fill up the, um, we had a big stroller yeah. and that's how I would bring all the groceries home. So like when I would shop, I, instead of getting a cart, I would have Johnny in the stroller and I would put the, the groceries in the back of the stroller yeah. and then take that up and then like check out at the counter and one time I went to go get a sample and I had Johnny in line and I heard this horrible cracking sound <laughs> and I turned around and Johnny had twisted out of the seat and gotten a stick of butter out of a pound of butter in the back, opened it, started eating it. And while he was eating it, slid out and landed on his head. <laughs> So he was eating a stick of butter. Like the Montgomery boys are always just like deprive something or picky and then must consume the base form of that thing raw, like like, like heroin to the veins. It was just literally like two seconds. You turn around and it's like he's like lying. His legs are caught in the stroller and he's smacked out of the ground. He's got a stick of butter with tooth marks in it and he's just screaming. And I was like, like, who's... Who's who, who's the mother here? And you come running up. I'm like, sorry. I was like, how the? I mean, honestly, even at ten, yeah. I was like, how the fuck did you do that? That you guys fast? are the clumsiest people in the world. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> okay. So, anyways, if you, but you guys used to experiment with cooking. We experiment with cooking. Yeah. We I cook forever. But my point is, is like in our house, like eating dinner for the most part was never really an everyone sit at the table thing. Right. After a certain point, like yeah. maybe when I was much younger, it's more like you grab a plate, you sit around, you talk, like some people eat in the kitchen, some people yeah. eat watching TV. And it's more of like, it, it is a communal thing. Yeah. But like my dad would come home at different times yeah. and like because of work and like my brothers were, um, my brothers and I were all taking dance classes. So some like we would all be dancing or like coming in just late. crashing into the mirrors, breaking. <laughs> <everything>. <laughs> no, but like I just ne- like never had cloth napkins. Yeah. I like remember having dinner with my grandparents and being like, they were like, "Do you know how to use a knife and fork?" Yeah. And I was like, "Literally, absolutely not." My mom used to teach all the neighborhood kids how to set the table, how to use knives and forks. She even uh, worked in the schools and did like etiquette classes. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, your mom like sets a table. Yeah, like right. it's like it's a crazy like experience. <laughs> I just remembered something. Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I remember my mom. Speaking of uh, young people not knowing how to use phones, I used to just hear the phone ring and be like, "Oh my god!" I would try to get to it because if it was a friend or, or a kid who was calling who did not answer politely my mom was so nice but she would teach that child how to how to talk on the phone so you would just call and be like she'd be like yes he is home and who is this well hello adrian this is molly when you call the house you can't just say is nick there say hello this is adrian speaking 
is this Molly? Or <laughs> with whom am I speaking? Like she would just teach and she was nice and it wasn't like I know, down I know. Abby shitty. Yeah. She was just literally like, these are skills that these kids need and they should know how to talk to someone's parent. Like if, if someone called and she said hello and my mom also would also answer the phone so nice all the time. She'd be like, hello, like <laughs> just answer the phone, like so excited. And if someone just said, is Nick there? It was game over. <laughs> she had to go to work. My mother used to pretend to be me. <laughs> really? Yes. Why? Not to who? on purpose. She was not that sneaky. Well, that's not pretending then. She would say if they thought it was me, yeah. she would just continue the conversation. <laughs> because my mom and I have identical voices. That's true. <laughs> when we first got together, it, it used to freak me out how You're much. You're not the only one. Specifically the laughter. I know. It was so so weird and and creepy i was not on board at we all. have like my mom and i like you can tell like we're mother and daughter especially if you know we we are yeah and like you kind of know us but we don't look a lot alike yeah i'm like much like we're just a kind of a different build and like kind of different coloring and stuff like that um but our voices are like grossly similar well and it's changed now well now it's becoming the same in other ways but your mannerisms can be really similar too so (laughs) and then when you throw your grandma in the mix oh my god it's just like a black mirror episode or something it's so weird we're all just like (laughs) god it's like whatever but my mom when she used to answer the phone she'd be like oh hi and then you'd be like, well, but like guys would start talking to her yeah, sure. like in middle school, especially. And my mom would be like bringing the phone into my room and being like, he thinks that I'm you. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever have phone sex in middle school? Well, actually no. Yeah. I mean that, <laughs> that is, I had like, really like, I had really like very explicit phone sex. Were we in like, middle my school, wiener, da, da, da. no, 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 you don't know no, anything. No, we knew. We would yeah. say all the things. I swear to God, and we would do it on the landline. So I used to be so scared that my parents would pick up. Nicholas, I know, way young. Like I was such a virgin and having really intense phone sex. No, I don't do that because I think it's very silly, and I, I would never. No, I, it was not silly that's to me. Fi- I know, and I know it wouldn't <laughs> be silly to you now. But I'm saying for me. In perpetuity, it is a silly thing. <laughs> I used to have one badass friend, my friend Jessica, yeah. who used to be like, uh, let's call the dating lines. Yeah. Those, you know those hotlines? Yeah, those, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we used to call those and pretend to be older and like get dudes to try to talk to us. And yeah. be like, but do you like butter? <laughs> Just like, and they'd be like, fuck, I'm talking to an actual child. <laughs> yeah, it was even before chat rooms. I never did any of the triple x chat room stuff it was only all you had to do when that stuff came out was be like i mean this is really sad but i think people could relate to it you just had to be like a 13 year old girl in a chat room yeah i mean like it is so the internet is the worst place (laughs) especially at that point (laughs) i know it was just like really really disturbing i mean i think like we you know i think there's different dangers now as kids and like obviously but like, I do think because we were in that borderline of pre-internet, yeah. Like we did, we were some of the last vestiges of like you did something that nobody really understood what it was. The first time I had ever heard of the internet, I was in middle school, eighth grade, maybe seventh, at Madison in West Seattle. Your brother was going there, and 
this kid said, have you heard of the internet? And I said, no. And he said, you can see naked girls on it. <laughs> and I said, no, you can't. And he loaded up a website and it was that classic thing where the picture like starts at the bottom and works its way up. <laughs> and it was a naked blonde lady on a beach, just like a, like a, what is now wouldn't even be considered pornography. Right? It's just like a picture. <laughs> a, a, a picture of a naked lady standing on a beach, you know, it'd be like high art by today's standards. And I was like, oh my God. And he lifted the computer up and showed the whole class. <laughs> it was like the, what is it? The, the beginning of 2001, a space odyssey when the monkey like lifts up the thing or whatever. Oh, that's I amazing. Like, <laughs> I was like, it's like Braveheart. <laughs> I am Spartacus. <laughs> it was exactly Spartacus. Okay. We're so Wait, off topic. That, okay. I, know. I don't know. I don't even remember Braveheart for the longest time. I thought it was the other one. That's exactly the same. I'm an idiot. I think I just said the wrong thing. It's definitely not Spartacus. Well, it might be, Braveheart um, is not Spartacus. Well, what's the other stupid one with Russell Crowe in it? Gladiator. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those two. Anyways, we can't have that fight again. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think we have to get back on track here. Okay. What are we talking about? We're talking about dinner tonight. It's terrible. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the main thing is, yes. is that tonight we are going to do something we don't normally do. We are going to set the table. And we're going to sit at a table. Yeah. So <laughs> in our house, we have like this, our apartment is nice, a nice size one bedroom. Yeah. And it's airy and beautiful and I'm very grateful for it and I love it. But because we do things, yeah. we have no table. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we just have, we do so much thing, like so many things in the apartment. So there's the desk with all the editing stuff. It's yeah. like set up. A computer. And a big and monitor. And all the writing supplies. And then I have an old table that's the size of a dining room table for a few people. It used to be Sam and Anna's table. They gave it to that's us. That's right. And uh, I have an easel on that. Hella pens my all of my paints yeah uh you know like canvases so that's like all like one thing and then we have like three different size like short coffee tables and comfy chairs yeah. and so we eat every single meal hunched over yeah. a coffee table sitting in a soft chair yeah. usually watching tv yeah. uh a lot of this is like how how like you can relax in a really condensed way yeah right so we're really you know it's like because we're just usually going our days are like so high octane that when it's time to put food into our mouths we're like let's watch also watch tv i mean they're not even high octane we have like terrible time management <laughs> i think that that's really what it comes yeah, down yeah. to and it's habits left over yeah. from like years of like okay well like you you know you work at the restaurant and then you run to the theater and you watch a few shows and yeah, you perform right. and then you go across town and you do something else well we've never had a good eating schedule the ever. way like for instance my family had growing up where my mom was kind of able to put on that meal every night well she made it right she made it happen. Yeah. yeah but it's like there's no anchor to our life right we just don't have the same thing that's all like a lot how i grew up which yeah. was like totally also was very fun yeah, but right. it's just like a completely different there's just like not a lot of um like weight around the moment yeah right and so that's something that doesn't come like super natural to me right it's like you just kind of eat when you're hungry and you like cook and like share your food with people that yeah there's definitely about. not like a moment of like sitting down and be like isn't this pleasant and then start eating it's just like you're already like eating from the, you take your first bite like after you leave the oven and before you hit the couch and press play on down i know like, i know i know you're always like really like 
you know, intense about not eating before I sit down. Well, I would not say intense. I would say a very basic level of any kind of formality, if not, um, what's the word? Uh, manners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My mom now is like really into it fine dining like <laughs> yeah. you remember christmas yeah your mom is but also yeah yeah your mom is just like completely uh into like huge feasts now. yeah and like all plated and stuff anyway okay anyways so, so we're, we're like really to excited because yes. tonight we're gonna have a we're gonna have a molly thompson dinner yes we are gonna sit down at a table in actual chairs we're gonna listen I'm, to music i'm gonna light a candle you're gonna light candles and i think this might be something we're gonna try to do a little more um uh, regularly. Yeah, you want to know why? Because Nick told me he thought I was growing a hump. <laughs> That's not what I said. That is literally what you said. I didn't we use were, the word hump. Yes. I didn't say no. growing. I literally didn't say that at all. You said, your neck is doing this thing now? I just think you should see it. Let me take a picture. And then take a picture and I have a hump. It's not a hump. Muriel. No, I'm you- divorcing you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he goes, I, have I think noticed- you'd fix it if you could go on the roller. And I said, I think it's just a big pile of fat. Don't talk to me. <laughs> no, the only thing that's happening is your your posture is getting lazy. Okay, so you like kind of hunch your neck forward so the base of your spine is becoming like a mountain it's not a hump i didn't know if anyone knew this but yeah. nick is literally right now training to be a doctor so i'm very <laughs> excited to have a doctor in my family i'm just saying sit up straight you know <laughs> i want to kill you he was like yeah i mean he's like if i today he keeps being like no i'm not saying it's anything it's just like Okay, basically the two things that happened are I didn't I got a smartphone. I got yeah. a smartphone very late in life and it's making me look under. And then also when girls get older, it makes me look down, right? Those are the the smartphone is definitely cranking my neck. Yeah. When women get older, sometimes their boobs get bigger and my boobs got way bigger. <laughs> and so I'm combat I'm combating two different things. And so my posture's not been as good. And Nick has decided that he is going to point that out in very helpful ways. Why does he tell me I have a hump? And then today when I was getting dressed, Nick was standing there and he's like, see, look, listen, I mean, I can hunch over and stick my belly out, but I'm not going to do that. I stand up straight all day. I was literally uh, like, what the hell are you trying to say to I me? pointed out that you have poor posture these days. It's a new development. Okay. It's making you look like the hunchback of Notre Dame. And you don't throw something at me. It won't work. Muriel Stone, don't stop attacking me. I did that for the podcast. You pushed me to that. You know that I'm, you know, that's not how I feel anyways. And then, um, but, but also don't even try to act like you're not thankful for this, a bit of information and that you're already, uh, standing taller, um, with this bit of, I'm uh, literally not thankful, <laughs> but tonight I am feeling like super grossed out by like the last couple of years of sitting in a low slung, soft uh, cushiony chair and, and shoveling, <laughs> shoveling. Shoveling, like shoveling food into my mouth. I'm kind of excited for the opportunity to eat like a normal. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so we're gonna set the table. We're gonna sit upright. Okay, and this might be. I think we are gonna try to incorporate this into our life more. But what are we actually gonna eat, Muriel? Nicholas. Yes. We are doing wine sausages. <laughs> I am so excited about this. This is the quintessential, like for me and my mind. Yeah. I, I can see it. And Nick was like, Oh, I, you know, it's my mom's Marsala wine sausages. And I was like, no, it's not Marsala. (laughs) 
Molly says, yeah. I'm going to teach you how to do it because she taught me over the phone. Okay. I'm going to relay it to you. This yes. is like an extravagant version of telephone. Yes. And then you <laughs> are going to make wine sausages. Great. I shall become my mother tonight. I am so excited because I want to be spoiled. Okay. So tell me, how, how do I do it? What am I going to do? So you are going to... Uh, heat up a like a nice heavy skillet. Yeah, you're gonna brown your sausages. Okay. Uh, Molly prefers hot sausages. I was looking for them, but we didn't have them, so we got sweet sausages. So they're Italian sausages. Mm-hmm. You're gonna brown them so they get really good brown color all around, but they don't have to be cooked all the way got through. It. Just good browning. So high heat, okay. good browning. Pull them out to the side. Take up a roughly chopped onion. You don't have to chop it fine at all. Oh, I remember the big chunks. Big chunks of yeah. onion. Chop that shit up. Big chunks. And she said a bunch of garlic, but Ooh, a lot of garlic. You already know I'm on board because I don't even know the difference between a clove. Yeah, I know. I don't know if that's the whole thing or one of the little things. <laughs> I, know, so I, know. I can promise you there shall be garlic. It's a big chunk of garlic. Saute that up in the pan. Get it nice and caramelized. Mm-hmm. Mm, very, very good. Love it. You deglaze the pan with the wine. You need to get old wine that is going bad. Okay. Anything you can find in your house. Red wine, right? Red wine. Yes. And then you're going to hit it. Uh, deglaze the pan with the wine, throw your sausages back in there, and let the sausages cook for like 25 minutes. Ooh. So just let them go. Love it. Low wine heat, sausages. Wine sausages. Did she give you a wine. name for it? Because I thought it was like a, 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 mar, a Marsala thing. No. She it's just, just called said, wine sausage. I nice. say wine sausage. She goes, oh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the side, we're going to have some angel hair uh, pasta with pesto. That's right. You don't use tomato sauce because it overwhelms the good wine sausage, which is so bomb. And then just a dress with a little pesto. Your mom always has some fresh pesto in the freezer. We bought ours from Buitoni, uh, a.k.a. whatever the <laughs> plastic. <laughs> we got a plastic container of pesto. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have like a bowl of pesto pasta. Yeah. And then at the end, you pull your sausages out. You kind of cut them into thirds. Mm-hmm. And then um, you reduce the wine and onion mixture until yeah. it's nothing. Oh, my God. So it's really sticky and sweet. So it doesn't even exist. Yeah. And then yeah. you cover the sausages with that. Yeah. And then you serve that with a salad. Oh, my God. Are you now, excited? Yes. I'm so excited. Now all we need is like four neighborhood like uh, rough house kids to come over. And we're like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, I'm wearing house clothes. That does not mean you wear house clothes <laughs> in my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I am super excited. I'm super excited for a lot of reasons. Yeah. One, this is like memory, like taste bud explosion. Yes. Two, uh, I'm really excited to not cook dinner tonight. Yeah, see, you're like my you're not you're not a mother, but you are a hot mama. You know what I'm saying? You're a mama cita, okay? And so it's your day too. It's not. I'm not. Uh, don't just don't. <laughs> no, it's a beautiful only, day if for that's all. That's the case. Then you're my baby. And no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm calling you a mamacita, like you know, like I don't a, like that it. Jennifer Lopez I don't song like or it. something. No more. <laughs> I cast this off. Well, whatever. Cast away and be gone with you, okay? Because <laughs> tonight I'm cooking dinner in honor of my mother for you, okay? Oh. So I am my own mother tonight. You're my mother! I, that's so gross. Okay. I love it! Well, all families are all torn apart, you know? It's it's uh, the coronavirus, the pandemic. We can't be together. But uh, I'm going to cosplay as my mom, apparently. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> so tonight, Nikki... Is going to make a dinner for his mother in honor of his mother 
and in a way, he will be my mommy. <laughs> I cast away! <laughs> Did the onions get you, love? <laughs> yes, I'm sobbing. You have tears I'm running crying. down your face. Yes, the onions got me, and the garlic's not helping either. What? Neither is it Stevie Wonder, okay? My mom used to listen to this album more than any other music. And um, so it's emotional. I'm having sensory memories, and yes, the onion is making me cry. Yeah. <laughs> Were you expecting that? Well, I should have been, because it's a very classic, <laughs> normal thing. But to be honest, it did not occur to me that I would start, um, you know... Having an Amazon rainforest plunging of the tears down the cascading <laughs> oh. mountains of my sopping wet cheeks. Oh, no. <laughs> I'll stand by you every day. Hey, Liz. I'm going to try this again. Um, I just remember one time I was making a shepherd's pie and Molly saw me drop it on the floor. She's laughing, but being the great mom that she is, she saves the day and helps me throw another one together very quickly. And I just remember thinking that I felt very grateful and lucky to have her as my mom. So, um, happy Mother's Day, and I love you. To serve you all I can every way. Okay, hi, this is Sophie. I don't know if you're going to include this or not, but on, to- on the topic of musicals, I've been learning to play the guitar and... One of the songs, the first song that I'm like been pretty confident about is when the Saints go marching in. It was at our, it was at Grandma's house, and um, and our mom and I tried to sing it, and we tried to harmonize, and it was really good. And we practiced for like two hours, and it was a wild ride. And we went back into um, into Grandma's house, and we we kind of like left it behind us and we just all sang all together. We didn't really harmonize at all. And it was really fun. And now we let go of harmonizing all together. And now we just do singing rounds. And that's what we've been doing. And it's been awesome. And it's always really funny and fun because sometimes I just get really, really, really nervous. And it's always a good time. And happy Mother's Day. I'm hanging up now. Live our lives full of love. Dinner is served, my love. How do you feel? Just like my mom. I'm wearing an apron at the dinner table, uh-huh. just like her. Um, uh, we've tasted the food. It tastes exactly like all my memories, except for the pesto. My mom's homemade pesto is, is, way, is better. way, way better. Yeah. Um, and we don't have cloth napkins. We have paper napkins. But my mom would be like, don't wash those cloth napkins. Like we would just fold them and put them back in the jar. (laughs) And we brought out water. That was also something I remembered. My mom was like, would always set up this beautiful dinner, but she did not care if you had the beverage you wanted. (laughs) That's your responsibility. (laughs) As a kid, you had to go get your own water. I want to say also, I have never seen your mom wear an apron at the dinner table. Oh, she used to. Yeah, Yeah. she still does. Yeah, she still does. She'll rock a dinner. She she shows up to the dinner table in an apron. Not if it's like a fancy, like, you know, special occasion, but she eats in an apron and I am right now and I understand why she does it. Why? Because it just makes you feel like you're like you did it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is so beautiful. I can't believe the food taste. It, it's really it's like that ratatouille moment. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> well, I'm really relaxed. I think this is the first time we've had dinner together, not in a restaurant and not watching TV. In and, like, and sitting up at an actual table. I mean, how long has it been? I don't know. 
were looking at each other. Like two years. <laughs> I'm, I, I swear know. to God. This is really, really weird. I'm having all these weird, like, well, we should be watching TV. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm having a lot of pangs of like so grateful and so excited. And then also just like, we're doing it wrong. Yeah, like where is the TV remote? Why am I not more hunched over? <laughs> I have to grow my hump. <laughs> Honor and cherish you for God up above. Five. My family's yours and yours is mine. Six. Forever these rings shall bind. Listening to Duke Ellington and the rules have changed. Well, this is also like I have I honestly have never felt this way about myself or my apartment. Yeah. I do feel like I'm way classier than I usually feel <laughs> I know, this when, is when I eat dinner. It's really yeah. weird. But one thing was is that Nick corrected me by no saying I should, elbows on the table. And then I said I was kind of shitty and said like Oh, really? Because I've seen you eat chicken with your bare fingers at your mom's house? <laughs> yeah, I mean, my parents are not proper. No, you know? no, but I think it I think it did degrade as we got old enough that it was just like we're on our own paths. <laughs> yeah, right. And what you retain, you retain, and they have to let the rest of it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. he said no elbows on the table, and I said, I'll try, but how about no giant hunks of sausage twirled around <laughs> i have literally not seen you use your knife one time since we i will down. take look no look it's dirty look at that boy that came from buttering your bread <laughs> which i taught you you're supposed to take your the butter that you like and then put it on your plate and not every time you want butter go to the communal butter. i like that and that's a good rule yeah um i am going to say you're not allowed to take massive bites with no knife cuts <laughs> With huge pieces of angel hair pasta wrapped okay, around Okay, deal. It. I mean, okay. we are podcasting while we do this. I mean, we're not really. Yeah. We were not going to at all. Yeah. But then every time something <laughs> happens. It seemed like an event. This is an experience. It is. We're growing. I'm, I'm, I'm really growing and I can feel the pain. I want to get better. Yeah. But also it's not about that. No, it's just about, uh, you know. It's about understanding that if you slow down and just relax and be peaceful yeah. and enjoy what you're doing in the moment, you will automatically feel hella classy. Uh, that is right. Especially when it comes to shoving food in your mouth. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> I know. I haven't taken my time and eaten something this slowly. I know. In I don't even remember one. I know. It's weird. Yeah, for The me. jazz music super helps. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's beautiful outside. There's a cool breeze coming in. We're staring at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Enough to point out each other's faults. <laughs> yeah, right. This is taking yeah. our marriage to a whole nother level. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. For husband and wife All I ask for you I do Our love will be true For a lifetime
love you, moms. We love you so much. We love all the mothers out there. You guys are so wonderful. We also love people who hit us up on Instagram, such as Angela's Ashes, Burke Aiden, and Bruja Elia. Shout out to you for following us. Thank you so much. Yeah, and just remember, just be, you know, like my dad is a great example of a universal truth. Yeah. Uh, No matter how old you get or whether or not you're married to the mother, when you hurt your butt, you call your mother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hurt your ass, call your mom. All right, I think that's it. Oh, um, uh, this mu- this episode featured music from The Klein Party. Yes. Check out www.thekleinparty.com. Also, thanks to my brother Joey for his uh, theme song and ukulele music. Thanks to all of our siblings for calling in. Thank you for everyone who hit us up with Mother's Day memories or plans for Mother's Day. Thank you, Ryan and Ryan, for your continued support and love. And I, th- I think that's it. You can leave us reviews. That's awesome. Find our voicemail. You know how it goes. Yeah, baby. Bye. My name is Will Himes, and I am a ghostwriter, meaning I write other people's books for them. And I have a podcast called I Will Write Your Book, which are recordings of my meetings with my eccentric clients, such as a woman blocked after one sentence of a children's book about her dogs, a romance novelist who dislikes sex, and a man proud of having sampled everything in his local grocery store. This podcast has been described as fully improvised, played by some of the best comedians on the planet Earth. Hey, that's pretty good. That's I Will Write Your Book on Campfire Media. Campfire.